Hey, I'm Brian. I'm the minister at Harmony Christian Church. Thanks for clicking on our video. I hope that this video is a blessing to you and whoever you might be watching it today. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about us, you can go to harmonychurch.tv. Uh, there you can do online giving. You can do a one-time gift or you can set up recurring giving. If you'd like to send us a donation uh, through the mail, you can send that to 7100 South Choctaw Road, Choctaw, Oklahoma, 73020. Uh, you can also give us a phone call if you like at 405 391-7310. If you'd like to find us on Facebook, you can find us at Choctaw HCC. And I find out some things that are going on there. Watch past uh, videos if you like. Uh, send us a message that way. Uh, we'd be uh, happy to uh, answer any questions you might have. Maybe we might see you on a Sunday soon. We're having in-person services at 1030 on Sunday morning. Maybe, maybe we might see you or, or your family there. Uh, anyway, uh, again, we just hope that this video is a blessing to you and to your family. Thanks for watching. One of the things that I really enjoy about life, it's like one of, you know, life's little pleasures, is having a good, restful night's sleep. Like, I really enjoy that. But it doesn't happen all the time. There are some nights where I'm, I'm tossing and turning and tossing and turning, and usually for me that means I'm worried about something. There's something that's on my mind. I'm thinking about what needs to get done. And not only what needs to get done, but what needs to get done after that. And I'm strategizing, and I'm catastrophizing, and I'm thinking about how bad this is or how bad that is, and you're just tossing and turning and tossing and turning, and then finally you're just sort of hoping as you look up at the ceiling, like maybe, hopefully, I'll get some kind of rest tonight. Maybe you've had a moment like that. And in moments like that, when worry sort of like gets the best of me, I kind of have a problem. And my problem is Jesus. And let me kind of explain that. So Jesus in the scriptures went around teaching about this thing called the kingdom of God. It's this really big concept about like basically heaven coming into earth. And so Jesus talks all so much about it, like all of his parables, all the teaching, everything that he talks about is all about this thing called the kingdom of God. What does it look like? How would you know it if you saw it? How does it spread? You know, how do you like get into it? Like he, there's all this stuff that Jesus talks about when it comes to this thing called the kingdom of God and, and what it is and, and how it operates and what does it look like. And one of the places you can find him talk like a whole lot about this thing called the kingdom of God is in the book of Matthew, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And there you can find Jesus talk about this thing called the kingdom of God in a sermon that he gives called the Sermon on the Mount. Now, we don't know if the Sermon on the Mount was just one really long like message and maybe Matthew or one of the disciples just wrote it down, the whole thing, or if maybe Jesus gave messages and little lessons here and there and then Matthew just took them and just kind of put them all together and we just call it the Sermon on the Mount. Well, whatever the case may be, the whole Sermon on the Mount is all about the good life. That's what Jesus wants to talk about. And so he, in, in talking about the good life, there's a problem that we kind of all have. And the problem is, is that we all grew up where we grew up in the time that we have grown up in. And I think that there's a pretty good case to be made that the fact that we have all been lied to about this thing called the good life. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we've been told, right? I mean, since the early 
1900s and certainly since the 1950s when advertisers really kicked things into, into gear, there's all kinds of things that we've been told about what the good life is. The good life is you in a cabin off by yourself somewhere, maybe some horses, like that's the good life. The good life is a college education. Uh, the good life is living in this city somewhere, that, that, that's the good life. The good life is certain kinds of clothes, or a good life is this watch, or a good life is this pair of shoes, or what, whatever the good life might be is, well, basically it's just better than whatever you got. And we could all probably agree on that. Like pretty much all Americans would agree that like whatever the good life is supposed to be, the good life is pretty much exactly the same thing that you have right now, only better. It's just better clothes, better house, better this, just better, 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 better. And so Jesus talks about this in his Sermon on the Mount. He talks about what the good life is all about. And when he starts off talking about it, he talks about some things that really sound kind of odd to us. He says, because when he talks about the good life, he doesn't talk about any of the things that we talk about when we talk about the good life. And instead, Jesus starts off by saying things like, if you really want to know what the good life is, the good life is found and is all about being a peacemaker. The good life is all about being meek. Uh, the good life is all about people who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And we find that so odd and so strange and, and difficult maybe even, but but we're kind of intrigued somewhat. And then, and then Jesus gets into some stuff where, especially us religious folk, uh, would really be like, yeah, like we're down with that. And Jesus says, uh, hey, don't murder anybody. Okay, like, got that. I, I can do that one. All right, I, you know, don't murder anybody. Like, okay. And then he keeps going. He's like, okay, um, don't steal anything. Okay, easy enough. So don't murder, don't steal. So far, I can check those off my list. Like, okay. And then he says, uh, don't commit adultery. Okay, even better. Like, all right. Like, don't commit adultery. Don't steal nothing. Don't murder people. Like, okay. Like, we're doing okay. And then he comes to this one spot where he says, yeah, I want you to love everybody. It's like, I, I want you to love not just your neighbor, you know, the people that are kind of more like you. Like, I want you to love people that, that even includes your enemy. Well, we don't know about that one. Because we got some people on our list, right? We got some family members. There's people that are out there like, eh, I don't know about loving all the people. Like, this is kind of an issue, but like, okay, okay, okay. Like, we'll kind of deal with it. He's got some other things to say, and then, and then right sort of in the midst of all of these things, Jesus throws us this. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, or Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Jesus says this, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them, are not you much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? It's that last little bit that gets me. Maybe it gets you too. Because it makes me wonder, has Jesus watched the news recently? I mean, is Jesus just unaware that there are millions of people who have filed for unemployment? 
Does Jesus not know that we're in the middle of a pandemic? Is, is Jesus just unaware of just the hurting that's going on in people's lives? Has he just not checked that stuff out anytime recently? Because, see, I don't know about you, but one of the reasons why I worry is because there's stuff I care about, and there's people that I care about. And so I worry. I, I worry about, like, maybe they did they get enough to eat, or, or how are they doing? Like, I worry about that stuff. Just like, just like you would worry about people that you love and care about. And so it makes me wonder, like, did, is Jesus paying attention to those things? Like, should I worry that my relationships are a mess? Should I worry that my finances are in trouble? Should I worry about these things? Well, when Jesus says something that I find troubling, something that's a bit of a head-scratcher, things that I don't know how to handle, one of the things that I do to process that is I read a little more. And so as reading a little more, here's some more things that Jesus has to say about that. He says, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. For therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Got to kind of keep in mind, when Jesus is saying this, he's talking to people that he dearly loves and cares about. Like he's looking into the eyeballs of the people that he has been spending all of this time with for, for years now. So, the, so he's talking to people that he deeply cares about. And one of the things that Jesus is saying when he gives us this whole thing there in Matthew chapter 5, one of the things that he's saying is, is this. Do you think that God is unaware? Do you think that God doesn't know what's going on with your children? Do you think that God is unaware of the financial struggles? Do you think that God just doesn't care about all the hurting that's in the community or in the nation? Do you think God just doesn't care about all those things? That seems to be what, what Jesus is trying to point out. Because what Jesus is not saying is he's not saying like those things aren't important. Those things are important. But what Jesus is saying though is, is when you are seeking God's kingdom then all these things that you're worried about, what you're going to wear and your finances and the messy relationships, all those things get added to you. Which is a different kind of a way from our culture. Because our culture says, if there's something you want, you go get it. You work for it, you earn it, you make it happen. That's not what Jesus says. What Jesus says is, is when you're seeking after my kingdom then all the stuff you're worried about gets added to you. 
Like, you'll get it included with the kingdom of God. Is that such a profound little question, though, isn't it? Can anybody add an hour to your life through worrying? And of course, we already know the answer to the question. We know no. We know that we can't add anything to our lives through worry. We know that's not going to happen. And we already know the, the effects that worrying has on us. The headaches, the backaches, the sleepless nights, the inability to concentrate, just kind of feeling worn down. We, we notice the effects that all this worry has like on our relationship with our spouse. We, we know that this affects our relationships with, the, with our kids. We can see the effects and the worrying has on us and our relationships and our life in general. If you're looking to hop off of the worry train, one way to do that is to either say out loud or, or to yourself, just say, I feel vulnerable. Yeah, that might be a bit of a mouthful. So maybe another way to say it is, I feel scared. I feel like things are out of control. I feel like there are these things out there that I just can't fix. And I want it to be fixed. I want it to be like this. And it's, it's not like that. And by saying that, we bring out what's going on. We bring it to the forefront so that we can deal with it. I feel vulnerable. By asking that simple little question, can anybody add an hour or a moment to your day or to your life through worry? One of the things that Jesus is pointing out is all this stuff, all this worrying and thinking and through worrying, we think that we get to control these things, like somehow we've got it all mapped out. The truth is, is we never had any control. The truth is, is that control is an illusion. We're not in control of anything. And we can't fix it all. We can't fix the kids, and we can't fix work, and we can't fix the finances. Like, we just can't fix it. It's out of our control. As Try as hard as we might. Those things are just not going to happen. What Jesus is saying, then, is this. The task today before you is just to live faithfully. That's it. That's all you need to do. That's enough for today. So if I could give you a gift right now, the gift would be this. With all the things that are swirling around us, all the confusion, all the ways in which we feel this out of control, all Jesus is asking you to do is to live faithfully today and that's enough. That's enough. Jesus is saying the good life is all around you. You know, just look at those plants over there. Just look at those birds over there. They're taken care of. You're going to get taken care of. The task for today is to just be faithful. God will supply all that you need. Just consider this for a minute. So Jesus is betrayed, and he knows what's coming next, and he's there with his friends, and he's in the garden. He knows what's coming. He knows what's about to happen. And all God is asking of Jesus 
is to be faithful. And Jesus is trusting in God, even going, even knowing that he is going into this really difficult situation that he's headed for. But he's going into it, trusting that God will supply everything that he needs. That's the same for you and the same for me. Today, the task is just simply this. Live faithfully. God bless you. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Peace be with you.